You are listening to A Miracle in the Making with Sarah Pinnock. Once upon a time, there was a man who was unjustly imprisoned with shackles and chains. The weight of these chains were so heavy, he could barely sit up. Day after day and night after night, the man laid there feeling sorry for himself, and he complained to anyone who would listen, and they in return would complain to him. Now soon, however, the man realized that all of this self-pity wasn't going to change his circumstances. Although he knew without a shadow of a doubt he was powerless, he did know of one who was not. He had heard the stories his entire life of a king that gave up everything so he could be free. He remembered the songs his mother and father would sing, telling him about the love of this king, his majesty and his mercy and his compassion. The more he remembered about the king, the more hope began to burn within, and soon he couldn't stop himself from singing. Days turned into nights and nights back into days, but he kept singing. Soon he felt this desire to raise his hands. Unsure, he slowly raised them as much as he could, for the weight of the chains were very heavy. He couldn't hold it for long, but long enough that he felt at peace with his accomplishment. Day after day, he sang and lifted his hands unto the Lord, until one day he realized that he could lift his hands over his head without growing weary. He didn't stop there. He wanted to go further. Now was the time to focus on his legs. Soon he was able to kneel, and eventually he was able to stand. Oh, what a joy he felt! Until, that is, he looked round and he saw the others were still lying on the floor. He began to tell him his story and how he could now stand, and soon they began to join him in singing the songs. Together they learned about the king, and together they praised him. Now some time had passed, but just as the first prisoner had done, they too began to lift their hands in worship, and later they too were strong enough to hold their hands, chains and all, above their head. They encouraged one another when they felt weak, and any time a new prisoner came in all bound and shackled, they would tell them about the king that sacrificed everything for their freedom. Eventually they got to their knees, and sometime later they too were able to stand. Oh, this brought so much joy to the first man's heart, so much so that as the group of prisoners began to sing, he could no longer contain his excitement. Without even thinking about it, he began to dance, and as soon as he did, the chains and shackles that had bound him went flying off because they were no longer strong enough to stop him. I think you may see where I'm going with this, but just in case, sometimes the circumstances of life are very, very unfair. Why people seem to suffer so much and go through such great injustice is beyond me, but I am learning that the very things that the enemy uses to keep us bound are the exact same things that God can use to build us up. See, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, Isaiah fifty four seventeen, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them, Romans eight twenty eight. God gives us promise after promise in his word. It is hard to see it when we are in the midst of turmoil, but sometimes what is going on is God's version of endurance training. 
I am like that prisoner in the story. I too have suffered greatly, and I have reached my breaking point more than once, and I know that I am not alone in this. There are times in everyone's life when we reach the point where we just don't know how to try any harder. We don't know how to give anymore, and all our own personal efforts seem to come way short. Simply put, we find that we are not enough, and it is a harsh reality because we are taught to believe that we can do anything if we just believe believe in ourselves. I found myself in one of these situations and like a small child that loses their footing while playing in the ocean, I found that just when I thought I could stand up on my own, another wave would come up from behind and knock me right over again. And in these moments, the temptation exists to give up. I mean, what's the point in continuing to fight a battle when the odds are so significantly stacked against us? I was contemplating this with the weight of the world rested heavily upon my shoulders as I sat in my car in silence. My fears, my worries, my doubt, and my anger at the unfairness of it all ran through my brain. And the more I thought about it, the more helpless everything appeared. My failures and my frailties, they played out in this continuous loop over and over again, and there was no end in sight. It was then that a song came on the radio, and although the words of the song were relevant and beautiful, it was the music itself that I found to be the most cathartic. It reached deep into my soul, and as I gazed out the window, for the first time I saw the beauty of what surrounded me. The green of the grass, the blue of the sky with just a hint of white from the clouds made the image before me look like something that should be hung in a gallery for all all to admire. How could I have missed all this beauty? The song kept playing and I looked up. High above it all, I saw an eagle soaring and I watched as it rode the air and I was in awe. Time appeared to stand still. I honestly don't know how long I watched this eagle, but it couldn't have been very long, but it felt like forever. Once the song ended, the ego was out of view and reality came back to me and I was filled with this peace that truly passed my limited understanding of it all. But I was left with this question. Did the ego always know it could soar or was there a time when it lived in fear of falling? I went about my day, but later that night when everything was quiet, that question still remained. I could imagine this little eagle learning how to fly, flapping its wings as hard as it could, but growing so tired in the process. No matter how hard it flapped, it would never be strong enough to fight against the air currents. I could identify with this little imaginary eagle and the burning pain in its wings as it just tried so hard to press on. But I knew eventually the eagle would get to the point where flapping its wings could no longer be an option. The pain and the fatigue would be too much for it to handle, and it would be forced with this difficult decision. It could give up and head to the ground to live life among the chickens, or it could stop trying to control the situation, spread its wings, and see what happens. It's a truly scary thing when we have to let go and let God, but for many of us, that's just where we are. We must let go. We cannot continue to rage this solo battle against the waves that beat down upon us, but we can call out to our Abba Father to pick us up, and we can't continue to flap our wings against the air currents. 
but we can open them up and trust in God's master plan. Isaiah 40:31 says, "But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow faint." We have a promise here that says that we were made to soar. You were made to soar. There's more to life than these battles that we see. There's more than the pain that we have to endure through these different seasons of our life. There's more than this. God promised us that and God promised you that. Whatever you're facing, I know that God can even when you can't. That day that I described in my car was the day after the doctors found a large mass growing in my stomach. And my imagination went wild. The thought of my girls growing out without me broke me into a million pieces. I lost my father as a teenager to cancer and I knew the pain they would be facing. And I wanted to spare them from that. But it was beyond my control. Nothing I could do in my own power would make that mask go away. And I knew that. And so I decided to be the eagle. I decided that I would trust God and let go of the worry and let go of the fear. And yes, I prayed for healing and the people around me prayed for healing. But mostly I prayed the end of the Lord's prayer, you know, where it says, let thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And I meant it. I learned how to trust God in a way that I never even knew was possible. If he wanted to heal me for his glory, then I would tell my story to anyone who would listen. But if he wanted to bring me home, then I would trust that he would provide for my children and he would comfort them as he did me. It was four weeks later when I went in for what I thought was just a biopsy. But right before it was time for them to take me away, the doctor came in and told me that they had changed the entire plan and they were now going to remove the mask while they were there because it was too large and dangerous to stay. And I was not prepared for actual surgery and panic began to well up within me. But then I remembered that God had a plan and that I was in God's hands. So I took a deep breath and I trusted and when I woke up, the nurses standing over me had this weird look of giddiness on their faces. In fact, one was practically jumping up and down because before the surgery, I had told them my little story of the eagle and trusting God. And after surgery, they were so excited to tell me that not only had God heard my prayers, but he answered them because the mass was gone. They looked and looked nothing. I obviously don't have all the answers, and I don't know why I was chosen to receive this miracle in my life, but I do know that the whole ordeal taught me to be 100% dependent upon the one who does have the answers. This isn't a fun process, but that's okay, because I know that I'm growing and my faith is growing. It's becoming more than a passive idea that I cling to when hope is lost, but instead, faith is now an active powerful choice to trust God despite the outcome. Its existence in my life is no longer dependent upon what I see or even what I want. Instead, it is anchored securely in the one I know who was, who is, and who is yet to come. The one who sees all and knows all. The one who sacrificed everything from me so that I could be free. I tell you this because I want to encourage you. 
Your mountain may be too big for you, but it will never, ever be too big for God. I don't know how your story is going to play out. And I don't know if you will receive the miracle you want, but I do know you will receive the miracle you need. Just like the prisoner in the first story or the eagle that is learning to fly, you too have a choice to make. You can give up and feel sorry for yourself, or you can praise God in the middle of your storm. You can worship Him with all the strength you have left. But please, please don't choose to give up. Don't walk away before you receive your promise. Keep going. I know it is painful. God knows that too. But if you let Him, He will take this horrible thing and somehow use it for good. So I will pray for you the same prayer that I did for myself. And I will declare the same promise for you as I did for me. That God's will be done for you here on earth as it is in heaven. And that no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus. You are a miracle in the making and your story isn't over yet. The best is still to come. So let go, my friend, of all the fear and doubt and ride these air currents so that God can take you to places you never even knew were possible. Now, I would love to hear some of your testimonies or even hear some of your stories about the things that you're facing so that I can join you in prayer as you move forward. If you would like to do that, you can comment on whatever platform you are hearing this, or you can email me at booking at sarahepen.org. That's S-A-R-A-H-E-P-E-N dot org. Now remember, no matter what you're facing, God is with you. Be blessed. <music>